Good afternoon and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll check in with some local farmers and find out how seeding is coming along. Also, we'll chat with Keith Curry with the Canadian Federation of Agriculture. Up first in today's country comment, we'll be joined by Anne Kirk, cereal specialist with Manitoba Agriculture. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Joining us now is Ann Kirk, a cereal specialist with Manitoba Agriculture. Just in general, seeding progress is about 40% completion. So in spring, it kind of you know depends on the region and how much corn and soybeans would have been planted in each region because uh, in the last week with, with all the rain predicted, uh, some farmers were prioritizing other crops that needed to get in earlier, such as corn and soybeans. So it's hard to give a good estimate of how many cereal acres have been planted because it probably depends a lot on the individual farm and, um, you know, what other crop types they were also growing as well. And those uh, cereals that have been planted, um, we're starting to see some of those emerge now? Yeah, yeah, we're finally starting to see some green fields from spring-seeded crops. So uh, some of those crops were planted probably, you know, 10 days or so ago are emerging or at the two-leaf stage. So since the, has been, the soil has been moist and um, it's been fairly warm out, we have been seeing some rapid germination and even emergence across fields. Talk a little bit about um, field conditions. Um, some, some pretty muddy fields out there still? <laughs> yeah, lots of muddy fields. And, you know, depending on the area, you can see water laying in between the rows of, of crops that were previously seeded and, you know, water laying in drains or in some low areas of the field. So uh, definitely muddy conditions where we received a lot of rainfall the last you know, over the weekend. You know, are we seeing a few more oat acres this year just uh, because of their ability to, to handle those um, wet soils? Yeah, we are seeing some more oat acres uh, than in previous years. You know, maybe some people switching out oats for, or, you know, not planting barley in favor of oats. That definitely, you know, would depend a bit on, on seed supplies as well, though. Even a couple of weeks ago, we were floating around looking just to see what seed supplies were like in the province. And I know oat supplies were fairly limited, um, from the seed growers that I did talk to. So, you know, it probably depends a lot on, on if people can get their hands on, on the seed that they're looking for. Are we seeing a few more acres being, uh, using broadcast uh, seeding this year? Yeah, I have heard of people broadcast seeding wheat, uh, this year, which isn't a very common practice. You often hear about people broadcast seeding canola in these really wet years. Uh, so I have heard of some people broadcast seeding wheat, but I'm not really sure. I haven't talked to anyone that's actually done it. And I just, um, you know, if people are planning to broadcast seed, definitely talk to crop insurance and make sure you're familiar with the regulations around uh, incorporation and stand um, uh, and how heavy your stand is in order to qualify for crop insurance. How are the uh, winter cereal crops looking? Yeah, the winter cereal crops are looking good. I haven't seen a ton of winter cereal crops around, but uh, they definitely are very noticeable, especially in this late spring. So the winter cereal crops are looking good. They're starting to joint and get some height. Um, and for the most part, I think uh, they're looking fairly good. Uh, definitely some concerns uh, now and earlier in the spring in fields that were quite low and waterlogged. Um, but, you know, in the, in the spring temperatures when it was cooler out, uh, those crops could withstand being underwater for a few days. So... I think that most uh, winter cereals have come out of this uh, wet conditions pretty good. And we've been hearing about, you know, quite a few weeds out there. What's, uh, what have you been hearing there? Yeah, definitely lots of weed growth. I think 
part of it is that, you know, in the last couple of springs, it's been so dry, so we haven't had a lot of early spring weed growth. So, yeah, we do see, you know, quite a lot of volunteer canola and other um, and other weeds out there. The volunteer canola is, you know, pretty obvious and, and can be pretty um, uh, thick and consistent across the field. So, uh, yeah, people definitely need to stay on top of weed control this year and uh, make sure they're scouting and, and knowing, you know, the stage of the crop and the stage of the weeds. Any other thoughts on, on the year so far? Or? Yeah, I think uh, just a thought now is that, you know, people that weren't able to get their corn in or perhaps their soybeans in before this big rain will definitely be looking at uh, switching some acres out. Uh, so, you know, it, it just kind of depends on what area people are in and, and if their corn was safe for green or silage, uh, what they're what they're going to be doing. But, yeah, we'll definitely probably see some acres switched out of corn uh, this week in favor of other shorter season crops. That was Ann Kirk, cereal specialist with Manitoba Agriculture. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon. I'm Corey Canute. Manitoba Agriculture says provincial seeding progress sits at 40% complete, behind the five-year average of 91% for Week 21. Wet and slowly drying soils have presented numerous problems to growers, with many instances of tractors, seeders, and sprayers getting stuck. Farm operators are forced to work very long hours and overnight for 24-hour periods in an effort to seed the crops. Weather and soil conditions have led to shifting acreage plans or order of operations changes. The seeding deadline for Agra insurance is fast approaching. David Van Dines is with Manitoba Agricultural Services Corporation. The absolute last seeding deadline for most crops or for a lot of crops are, is June 20th, so that takes into account most of your cereals and that sort of thing. Um, other crops to make note of, likely canola, and depending on the area that you're in, uh, the deadline for full coverage might be as early as June the 10th in our canola area 2 or June the 15th in our canola area 1, and there's a five-day extended uh, seeding period beyond that where coverage is reduced by 20%. The seeding deadline for soybeans was expanded this year. And a pair of 4-H members took home awards at the 2022 Canada-wide Science Fair. Shannon Benner is CEO of 4-H Canada just a great achievement for young people. We're really thrilled that it's another opportunity that 4-H members can take advantage of and um, advance their interests, but also just learn another set of skills, not only in science and technology, but leadership. And that's sort of really what our program is here to do. So we're just thrilled that, uh, thrilled that these youth had opportunities to succeed. Mark Norgard from Alberta was awarded a silver medal for his project, while Mac Dykeman from BC walked away with two awards. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Wednesday, June 1st. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll hear from Keith Curry with the Canadian Federation of Agriculture. Yesterday, Minister of Agriculture and Agri-Food Marie-Claude Bebo announced an investment of over $734,000 to help five organizations increase the participation of underrepresented groups in the Canadian agriculture and agri-food industry. With funding under the Agri-Diversity Program, the organizations will identify barriers and address issues to help more people from diverse backgrounds enter the industry and pursue careers as agricultural entrepreneurs. Among the recipients are the Native Women's Association of Canada, Indigenous Works, the Canadian Federation of Agriculture, and the Do More Agriculture Foundation. The Canadian Federation of Agriculture will be receiving up to $82,000. Keith Curry is Vice President. He told us more about the project. 
So these uh, these monies are going to go towards um, advancing and engaging women in agriculture, principally. And um, the project we hope will provide uh, farm organizations right across Canada with some type of a framework to help address some of the barriers that women have been facing and in getting involved in agriculture. And and beyond that, also celebrate those who, who are leaders in our sector. I mean, we're fortunate at CFA, we have one of our own in Mary Robinson, who is heading the charge for us. And uh, she's a prime example of why more women should get involved. So, you know, we want to uh, raise the awareness of all the benefits that, uh, of women getting involved in farm businesses. And uh, hopefully it, uh, it takes off. Yeah, and I guess, you know, in addition to this project, um, I know CFA's been involved in this previously, but, you know, just talk talk about um, some of the efforts there to, to try to get more women involved. Well, we're certainly certainly profiling those that have uh, have a high profile, such as Mary, as I, as I mentioned, uh, but we want to start designing uh, a variety of skills and leadership uh, programs um, that will be complemented with mentorship opportunities. Uh, I think that's probably the best way, uh, you know, creating those networks out there that people can look at, uh, communication strategies around, uh, you know, women in agriculture and highlight some of the barriers they face and how to help overcome them and opportunities that, you know, can arise from from uh, inclusivity, inclusivity uh, among genders. So I think if we build that database of, of farm operators, female farm operators, uh, then there'll be more places for women who are interested in getting involved in agriculture to reach out to and, and have those conversations. And, and I think that's, that's key to this. And um, a number of other groups also receive funding. Um, among those, the, the Native Women's Association of Canada, uh, the Do More Agriculture Foundation, and Indigenous Works. Um, just thoughts on overall on the agrodiversity program and, and you know, just how the, how the money's being used here. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's great that, that the monies are, are, you know, getting directed in these, in these areas. Certainly, we know in agriculture, uh, our Indigenous community is, is very large in agriculture, so the more that we can continue that connections amongst, amongst groups to share the knowledge and share the experiences, I think it's great. And Do More Ag is, is doing a good job uh, in, in increasing the awareness of all the perils around agriculture when it comes to dealing with stress and mental health issues, which is not limited to any, anybody specific, any category specific. But I think combining all the above is, is a great way to really uh, engage people and get involved in this great industry. That was Keith Curry, Vice President with the Canadian Federation of Agriculture. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada has established an e-commerce resource hub where Canadian agri-food companies can access resources to take advantage of global opportunities to sell products online. Sessions conclude June 6th. Each week covers a different topic. You can register on the Manitoba Agriculture website. The Canadian Charlet Association is holding its annual general meeting June 10th to the 12th in Russell. Visit charlet.com for more details. And the Miami Agricultural Society is celebrating its 25th annual rodeo along with the 113th Annual Fair, June 25th and 26th. The Miami 4-H Beef Club will be hosting their inter-club judging competition on Friday evening and an open 4-H beef show on Saturday. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Wednesday afternoon, farmers will be glad to see the warmer temperatures returning this week. Warren McCutcheon Farms in the Carmen Homewood area 
He gave us a seeding update yesterday. We're not in too bad a shape here. We got pretty much finished up here uh, this weekend. Uh, you know, maybe 10 acres or so left of wet holes and along tree lines, things like that. I don't think we'll maybe ever get to them this year, kind of now that it's gotten so wet here again. Uh, but we had a really good push last week and uh, even the week before, before the, the previous rain system there. Uh, you know, we, we've done a lot better than a lot of areas for sure. So feeling pretty fortunate right now to have most of it in the ground. Did you guys uh, kind of miss some of those rain uh, rainstorms here this spring or how are things, uh, how are things looking? We kind of clipped all of them a little bit. Maybe not as bad as some areas, which kind of kept us going. Uh, we do have some land that's under, under tile drainage that seems to have helped a little bit. Uh, just the soil type too. I mean, we were so dry last year that, that a lot of the soil's really taken the moisture in uh, surprisingly well. And then just a few of those nice, sunny, warm, windy days, things changed a lot, and we were able to get a lot of work done in a really short amount of time. What are the uh, crops that you seeded this year? Uh, we're corn, wheat, oats, canola, uh, a few edible beans. Uh, yeah, kind of, kind of a usual mix. Uh, not, not too heavy on anything. Kind of, kind of spread out the risk a little bit. So probably a little less corn and a few less beans than we were planning on. Uh, a little more wheat, a little more canola. Just based on when the fields are ready, we could do it. Uh, just workload. It was, a, it was a little bit easier to get those crops in the ground as quick as we could versus you know corn, and edible beans. How about uh, weeds? Are those starting to come up as well? Or oh, always, they're they're a battle. We we had a really fortunate on the on the weekend here. We kind of got caught up seeding and and weren't expecting to get any work done here Saturday Sunday with the forecast. But with the rains holding off, we were able to get a lot of the corn kind of sprayed before it came up and, and touch up a few other fields as well. So kind of took care of our, our big problem areas. But certainly, you know, everything else once uh, once the sun shines again here, we'll be we'll be chasing weeds and everything again. Do you expect the uh, the crops will come up pretty quick, uh, you know, just with the warmer temperatures? For sure. That's what we were seeing here even this week. You know, wheat and stuff that have been in the ground for four, five, six days is already poking through. And uh, some of the corn was starting to emerge. Uh, canola uh, that was seeded kind of like that May 18, 19 time frame was, was coming up really nice. Uh, so, yeah, certainly once you get into later May here, the emergence is so much better than, you know, some, some, some years where we're seeding in, you know, late April, early May. So, you know, we're obviously behind a little bit, but but maybe not quite as much as, as we think just because we haven't had any warm weather. Are you seeing any um, flea beetles in, in the canola yet? Or a, a lot of flea beetles in the volunteer canola. Uh, I noticed that we had, a I think, a wheat field and a soybean field that was seeded, uh, and it was last year's canola, and, and wow, it, it is just getting chewed like crazy. So hopefully they stay there and, and don't chew the new stuff here. That uh, For this year's crop, they can, they can stick around and, and chew on the, on the weeds and the volunteers from last year. How about uh, other farmers in, in your area there? Are they getting close to wrapping up as well? Or I think so, right in this pocket here, you know, around Carmen and stuff. We've kind of been a little bit ahead, it seems like, with conditions and and most guys are kind of in that same boat where they're, they're getting close to finish if they're not finished. Maybe you got a wet quarter or two here and there, um, you know, a few wet spots, mud holes, those kind of things. Uh, but for the most part, I think everybody had a, had a really good push last week and, and are in much better shape and, and feeling better about things than we were a few weeks ago, that's for sure. That was Homewood Carmen area farmer Warren McCutcheon. Reporter Barry Lamb caught up with Justin Knight, who farms in the Hamiota area. Oh, I'd say we're maybe 40% done at this point. Yeah, we kind of have a little bit more wheat to do, but the peas are all done. Yeah, behind normal for time-wise, and uh, how much is time becoming an issue for, for you guys? Yeah, we're definitely behind what we usually are at this point. Um, we're not too worried. We usually put our canola in right around this time, but um, 
kind of get late for our barley and oats. So we're maybe two weeks later than we want to be right now, but we look around the province, we're still pretty fortunate, I think, when you see how low a moisture we've had compared to some. You've, for the most part, been able to dodge any major major rain events then? Yeah, like we're still getting hit with, you know, a couple inches here and there, but I think we've only had an inch and seven tenths in the last three days, whereas you look at, I think Morton got almost four inches last night, so we can't really complain too loud. Like, we'll be able to get out in the field tomorrow, hopefully, and, you know, it looks like it's going to be a good week of forecast right now, so we can get some acres in for sure. Try to keep the wheels moving for next week anyways. As time moves on and uh, things get a little warmer out there, what's the wheat situation? It's definitely starting to pop up, like we are just saying, as much as we want to keep the the drill moving, we're going to have to start spraying here, especially our, our fall rise. going to need to get a shot this week for sure. What's the mood right now with 40% in? Uh, you've got to be pretty happy how things are going so far. Yeah, no, we are happy for sure. And um, I guess the one thing that's kind of caught us a few times is just people changing their seed orders on us. Um, a lot of pea orders got changed last minute, so that was too bad. But guys just can't get in their fields and with deadlines approaching, we're seeing a lot of acres shift to kind of barley and a couple oat orders. And, and so guys are a little uneasy about what to plant or what fertility rate they should be using. But um, I still think our, our little pocket's lucky and we're going to get it in. And while they went away from peas, how about seed availability for what they did want? Was there lots out there for them? Yeah, we were, we were fortunate. We went so long on a few commodities here, so... We're able to kind of satisfy all the order changes. It's just disappointing when peas were so short, you know, for supply-wise across the province. So we kind of held on to as much as we could for the locals. So got caught there, but there's nothing you can do with that. It's just one of those years where, you know, it's unfortunate, but guys just can't see it. So we're lucky that they still want to buy something here. And if the weather holds, uh, for the most part, this week is looking not too bad. Uh, how how much more uh, time do you need to, to get your seeding wrapped up? We need about eight real good days, I think. Nine real good days. Talking to some guys around Oak River and Rivers, it sounds like everyone's in a similar boat. You know, a week to ten days and should be pretty good out here, I think. That was Hamiota area farmer Justin Knight speaking with reporter Barry Lamb. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. A number of 4-H members took part in the 2022 Canada-wide science fair held virtually last month. 4-H Canada CEO Shannon Benner says clubs are gearing up for the summer. 4-H is uh, definitely back in action and throughout all of COVID, you know, um, most of our provinces didn't close their doors to young people. We're very fortunate we were still able to engage youth, whether it was virtually or in person, uh, where permitted. Clubs are back and starting up and kids and youth are uh, starting activities and volunteer leaders are coming back as well. So we're really pleased that uh, the programs are warming up and, and our provincial organizations are fully opening their doors to uh to programming again. June 20th is the seeding deadline for a lot of crops in Manitoba. David Van Dines with Manitoba Agricultural Services Corporation says with the way the spring has been going, many farmers may have a challenge getting the crop in the ground. It's certainly looking like it will be. Yeah, there's still lots of pretty wet soils out there. And, you know, we're just three weeks away here before the final deadline for some of those crops. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be a challenge for a number of producers to get completely done. That's for sure. Uh, we're hopeful that 
you know, the weather will turn around here and we'll still get an opportunity to seed these crops, but there's, there's a long way to go for sure. The seeding deadline for soybeans was expanded this year. And yesterday, Minister of Agriculture and Agri-Food Marie-Claude Bibo announced an investment of over $734,000 to help five organizations increase the participation of underrepresented groups in the Canadian agriculture and agri-food industry. With funding under the Agri-Diversity Program, the organizations will identify barriers and address issues to help more people from diverse backgrounds enter the industry and pursue careers as agricultural entrepreneurs. Among the recipients are the Native Women's Association of Canada, Indigenous Works, the Canadian Federation of Agriculture, and the Do More Agriculture Foundation. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll chat with the Executive Director of the Dumar Agriculture Foundation. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.